New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com Amazing, says some guy. These men have changed broadcasting forever. The Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, oh, no, I can't afford Skype. I don't know, the, the, the baseball analogy. I don't know. Yeah, come on, I'm just thinking, well, Yaki I don't speak the panning. You People. Oh, yeah, you know, just, um, uh, you, DT. What do you think about that, Kev? Oh, well, uh, Batista's pretty fucking sexy, and, uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner? And, uh, yeah, uh, uh 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than anything else. <laughs> Dontony.com What's up, everyone? It is July 29th, 2019. Welcome to this edition of the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. I am Don Tony. He is Kev Castle. Hot one tonight, DT. Yeah. Hot one. And I'm talking about the weather, not really raw. Uh, what did you think of raw tonight? It was a little bit. It was it was not too bad. I mean, I'm joking mostly, but it's, it's just so hot outside. <laughs> Let's try to... <laughs> to uh, get situated here as we start right after uh, Raw, our new time slot. Yeah, you know, it's better because we get a few extra minutes in, and you yeah, know yeah. what? Why take everybody out of the mood? Raw goes True. off the air. There's no overrun, so you know exactly where it ends every night. And oh, to yeah, be yeah, honest with you, Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns has not done it for me, and this is for a few years with the Samoan insults. Summit? You know, and look, I want to make it perfectly clear. I honestly enjoyed Raw tonight. I thought it was much better than uh, the last six weeks for the most part. Um, As we said on this show about three or four weeks ago, this idea of these bullshit commercial breaks and having two out of three falls and these one-minute matches, that, that was an experiment that was not working. And tonight, we got the return of commercials during matches. Did not hurt the flow of the matches. The matches were good. The skits were good. The angles were good. And no, they are not going full-blown back to what they were before. They will still do, you know, some of the format that they're doing now. But they're kind of doing a little bit of a mix, which I think was good. And I don't know, I actually enjoyed it tonight. I thought there was a couple of things I thought were kind of cheesy. I mean, the idea that Fit Finley gets kicked in the nuts and five seconds later, you know, he's got no pain whatsoever. And, you know, when he did that whole thing. But, 
you know, I just, I, I just don't understand the ending. Why wouldn't you have Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins close out Raw? Instead, we got a fucking Samoan Summit. The fuck do I care if two Samoans summit? You know what I mean? Like, God. I mean, yeah, this is the thing. And I'm not blaming Reigns or Samoa Joe, but I think everybody, for the most part, will agree. WWE's use of Samoa Joe for quite some time now has been less than stellar. I mean, can't win the big one. Uh, you know, helping young talent get over with Ricochet and some others, which is totally understandable. But when you keep doing it and doing it and doing it and people are like, you know, the fuck they doing with Samoa Joe? And then you want them to close out Raw? Like, we're supposed to give a fuck all of a sudden? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, listen, I think if anything, you know, what I got out of the, the closing of Raw was Cedric Alexander is for real or that he's at least going to get an opportunity to do something and, and be something. You know what I mean? Oh, and see, you know, they could try. Good luck to them. I mean, you know, they tried this with Ali. And although I'm a, a fan of Ali and I think he is great, um, you know, right now, I'm saying right now, could change. Right. But watching Cedric Alexander co-mingle with Joe and McIntyre and Reigns and others, it, it, it reminds me of Maven fucking with evolution. You know what I mean? It just it doesn't yeah. fit right yet. And I'm sorry. I mean, when you had Cedric Alexander under a mask a couple of weeks ago when Shane McMahon brought out his choice or whatever... And then he loses, takes the mask off, and he's laughing. I mean, what is that? You remember a couple of years ago, we said, why the fuck is Cedric Alexander smiling all the time? First, yeah. it was the other guy that got released. Uh, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. The one that ended up going to Impact Wrestling. You know, he had the incident with his wife. Uh, Rich Swan. Rich Swan. I mean, yeah. Rich Swan, laughing, smiling yeah. all the time. I mean, you know, it, it, and him, he, he loses, he takes the mask off, and he's smiling. Motherfucker, you just lost. You know, I'm just, I, I'm not feeling it with Cedric Alexander yet, but, yeah, I'll give it a chance. Yeah. I'll give anybody a chance. If you entertain me, that's cool. That's how I look at it. And of I course. was actually entertained yeah. quite a bit tonight on the show. Um, but you know, it had its moments here and there. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, again. Uh, I I enjoyed Cedric Alexander, and I think that um, you know, Reigns looked good. I mean, he didn't get booed, so I don't have to, to listen to that. The Usos were out tonight. Obviously, no repercussions for Jimmy Uso at all. That well, was interesting. you know, I guess we could segue right into that because that's like a big conversation the last couple of days. Um, yeah. For those that don't know him, by the way, um, you know, if you want to see more of the specifics as far as his mm -hmm. arrest, you could go online and get all the nooks yeah. and crannies. But just to summarize it, you know, Jimmy Uso, because I know a lot of people sometimes will get mixed up, Jimmy and Jay Uso. Jimmy right. Uso is the one who's married to Naomi. Jimmy Uso is the mm -hmm. one that got into it. Not too long ago with the police officer with Naomi in the car. Right. Um, and look, I'm not saying this to pat you know myself on the back, but if people remember, 
you know, I actually, when I gave everybody the actual facts as far as what was going down with that incident, and a lot of people online were sensationalizing it, I actually got a pretty cool thank you. I'm not going to say who it was. Um, I didn't leave you out of the conversation. It happened the same day we were doing breakfast soups. So I showed Mish who it was. But, you know, I got a, a, a nice response back for keeping it real and keeping it straight up. And I'm trying to keep most of what I say online now as real and straight up you know there's a time for entertainment and there's a time for serious talk now jimmy uso once again arrested on thursday charged with a dui um and look wwe issued a statement saying that jonathan fatu is responsible for his own personal actions and um basically got pulled over 1 30 in the morning uh, speeding doing, I think, like an 85 in a 45-mile-an-hour uh, lane. Um, officer smelled alcohol. I think he may have refused a sobriety test, and he was arrested. He was released on bond, and, you know, it, it's basically... I don't know if they would have... Because what I read online is that his arrest was for driving under the influence unlawful speeding but the one thing i found very interesting about it was uh there was nothing about him violating the implied consent law of florida and you know for anybody out there that doesn't even know what that is that's why we do research and that's why other websites just cut and paste because you didn't no one have even read any of that on websites but um what's your thoughts on this whole uso situation well, I thought that there should be some sort of repercussions because it's, I believe it's his third time, twice this year, but third overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't understand uh, with the public image and kids and all the things they do and how careful they are with their image and why a guy like Adam Rose was bounced uh, for, you know, similar, maybe even lesser degree problems. What did Adam Rose uh, do that was similar to Jimmy Uso? Well, not similar, but he had a domestic uh, situation. Rich right. Swan did too. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't convicted or anything. Right. But they cut him. They cut him loose anyway. DT. Right. But I, that was a that was one offense. How come you can get arrested three times right. and that's because domestic violence and even people comparing Jimmy Uso to Jeff Hardy over the weekend when he right. was suspended for failing the wellness program. I, I'm sorry, but DUI. And spousal abuse and but dude, you could kill you could kill somebody. No, but, well, I'm I'm gonna get to okay. my, I, I, my you're an, you're, you know you're an but, insurance but, guy too, right? You know? But I also run a business, and there's certain protocol that you have to meet in order to terminate or suspend. And Jeff Hardy specifically failed. And I'm not sticking up for Jim Uso. I will give you my comments on him in a minute. Okay. But he, Jeff Hardy, failed the wellness program. You know, right. a, a drug you know, uh, violation. And Adam Rose, domestic violence or accused of domestic violence, same thing with Rich Swan. That is totally different than getting pulled over under the influence. I I know it's wrong, and I'm going to give my thoughts in a minute, but you can't take every act of bad behavior and put it in a bundle and say, well, this person was suspended and why can't this person get suspended? You know, you there's, there's certain protocol that you have to meet. But, um, you know, a lot well, wouldn't, the, wouldn't the protocol be a, a conviction of guilt? 
But I mean, or being, or being, uh, you know, maybe you could be suspended, or they would, they would take you off TV for a little bit, uh, assess but, the situation. But, yeah, but it's a company, and it's a publicly traded company, and yes, they're independent contractors, but you can't maybe a suspension because there's specific. Uh, rules and codes of conduct the WWE has and if you don't fit all that criteria even if it's just it just looks wrong this and that in WWE's eyes it's not on the same grounds of domestic violence and look I don't agree with it because I thought one of the most ridiculous things if people remember, is when Brock Lesnar was suspended by UFC for filing the, uh, violating the doping laws that they have, uh, the guidelines. WWE skated it by saying, well, he's not a full-time employee, he's not a full-time wrestler, so he's right. not drug tested. I mean, as, with everything that's happened over the years, with drugs and steroids and everything with WWE, how do you have the balls to say publicly, oh, we don't drug test him because he's a part-timer? You know what I mean? I mean, look, if, if you're a cheap fucking ricky-dead company and you have to cut corners and you only get a test full-time employees, that's fine. But it's almost like saying, okay, you work part-time, so, you know, I can get away with stuff that you can't. But the thing, the thing that bothered me, and look, I totally respect everybody's opinion out there how you feel about it, how you treat it. You know, I may disagree, but I respect people's opinions out there. But I found it so wrong this weekend for everybody to be cracking jokes about Jimmy Uso, and I'll tell you the reason why. You know, alcohol is a sickness for a lot of people. It, your body can get chemically dependent on it. And, you know, the idea that... You know, cr everybody could crack jokes about him driving under the influence. You drive, see, I used to teach defensive driver classes. I don't do it anymore because I can't get enough people in my neighborhood to all come in at the same time to do the class. But yeah. one of the things is is driving under the influence. And he he's driving 85 miles an hour in a 45. You know, I, I saw some people over the weekend saying, oh, Jimmy Uso should learn what Uber is. No, when you're in your own car and you're in a sports car or you're in an SUV and you're right. driving late at night, you know, you want to speed. You know, and then you're under the influence, so your judgment is even more impaired. Oh, God, yeah. It, it's an exciting factor. And the thing is, is that what I'm afraid of, and I know a lot of people said, you know, we're afraid he's going to kill somebody. I'm afraid this guy's going to kill himself. And the thing is, is that, you know, this WWE let him go because of this, you know, this repeated violation. Now, from what I was told tonight, because I emailed a few people about this, similar to when he had the other incident. And the one thing that I'm a little surprised more than anything is mm -hmm. that why hasn't Florida suspended this guy's license because a second DUI offense in Florida, you know, is is mandatory 10 days in jail, 30 days vehicle impoundment. You have to, uh, your license could be revoked for up to five years or even at least five years. You right. know, there, there's a lot of offenses for doing this. And, what, and I totally get that. I think the first incident... 
from about a year ago, wasn't in Florida. But the point is, I have a New York license, okay? And what happens is once in a while I get somebody that comes into my office that used to live in a different state. They live in Michigan, Florida, Pennsylvania, Jersey, whatever it is, and they switch their license to New York, and they want to get insurance with me. Now, what happens is in some states, I can't get access to their motor vehicle reports right away. Some states I could get it in 10 seconds. Some Some states it's two, three days. All right, the point is, is that if this person gets a New York license and then we discover that he has a major speeding ticket in Texas, he -hmm. has a DUI in Jersey, he has an at-fault accident in Florida, we don't turn around and say, oh, they happened outside of New York, so we're not going to charge you at all. No, if your license is fucked up in a different state, you can't just get another license in a different state. You know, some states don't do their diligence in research. My point is, is that, you know, if anybody should be taking action on this more than anything is why isn't Florida DMV doing something about this? And from what I understand tonight, something may actually come out of this where he may not be able to drive for a while or wow. he may have to have one of those um, things installed in his vehicle that he's got to blow on it before you he's got to blow on it yeah. before he drives. So the, there is things being t- you know addressed behind the scenes that right. you and I and everybody else will never really know about. But from what I was told today, it's not just that WWE is like, oh, you know what? He's responsible for his own actions and we're just going to move on. Not the case at all. There are actually a couple of things going down. And I think, you know, a support unit and support now is probably the most important thing for this guy because, you know, it's, it's not... It's carelessness. Obviously, number one, carelessness. You know, why he, look, he can have a drink. He can have five drinks if he wants. It's not Some against- people can't even have one because they don't know how to stop. Right. He just can't be get behind the wheel. And the thing is, is that when you're, I don't know if anybody out there, I'm not, I don't condone this, but I don't know if anybody out there has ever driven on a road that's like 45, 50, a regular highway, 50 miles an hour. And then you go 90 instead. Okay. Now when you're doing, if you're in a 50 mile an hour highway and you do 90, usually people will do that in a long stretch where there's, you know, just clear, straight road and this, this, and that, and, you know, you're not supposed to. Yeah, an open road. You know, but when you're in Florida, and I think of Nick Hogan is a perfect example, you know, not everybody on the road is doing 85 and a 45, and all he needs to do, especially impaired, is see an upcoming vehicle, a vehicle turns into the road, another person who's drunk is on the road, and this guy swerves, I mean, I don't care what kind of vehicle you have. This guy's going to drop dead. And and I'm more concerned that this guy's going to kill himself, losing control of his vehicle, fucking going off the road. I mean, it's just, I've seen it and I've, it's, it's not a good thing. And that's why I just, you know, I know a lot of people wanted me to, you know, be a little lighthearted about it, but I just can't joke about something like that because, you know, it's not defending the guy. He should not be behind the wheel. And I think the only way that he's going to, you know, 
get treatment is number one intervention. Number two, he's got to get some you know serious reprimand from Florida. Suspend yeah. this guy's license for six months. Take it away. He cannot get behind the wheel. Or at minimum, you put something in the vehicle that if it's a third time, that's it. You're fucking in jail for three months or whatever it is, and he's done. I just I don't understand why... Uh, there is hasn't been more action against him. I agree with you, and I, I was thinking about that device DT that they put in the car, and you have to blow on it to get the car to even start. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that is that actually? I mean, yeah. how 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 many is that a a thing that's uh, throughout the United States that they do that a lot? Oh, with de- a lot of cars? It's, it depends on states. I mean, it depends. It depends on the state, right? Did they do that in New York, DT? Oh uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Now, could someone from the outside, a little chicanery, saying can someone else blow on it and they can then get an access to that car? Of course. By the way, DT, would the law be if a person abetted that, that person would be responsible if that person killed somebody too? Well, the problem is this. Um, unfortunately, you know, forensics doesn't analyze breath. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. if he has someone blow into the tube so he could get behind the wheel, even if he turned around and said, um, you know, Baron Corbin blew into it, you know, just so he could get Baron Corbin off TV permanently. Um, Unfortunately, there's no forensic proof of, uh, you know, someone's breath. So, no. And you you would hope that somebody wouldn't even do that. Even someone close to him would be like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, I mean, that's like, you know, even if there was no repercussions, God forbid he did anything. I mean, and how pathetic is that, DT? Not for nothing. It's almost like a baby, like a like a child, you know, like a child lock or something. Like, you have to do this to get that. Uh, it's, well, I mean, you, you, got, you can't control yourself that you got to blow into a device yeah. so they can let you in your own car. But Think about I, that. I don't look at it as child. I look at it as an, a sickness. He's, no, he, no, no, it's a, it's a sickness. But maybe just, yeah, maybe just get a driver for it's, now or something. It, it, yeah, it's carelessness. There, there's definitely some intervention going on. And yes, A-Rye, I do look at the chat, but we're having a, a pretty serious conversation right now. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't stop because of that. So sorry, sorry. Um, look, I hope to God, and look, for, for younger people out there who think this is more lighthearted and we should not be so serious about it, and for those calling me Dr. Phil, you know, my answer to this, you, my, look, I don't give a shit. I speak my mind. I don't care who would trigger No, it is a serious subject. I mean, I didn't I didn't even realize that a lot of people were joking about it. I thought, if anything, a lot of people were being kind of serious about it. Yeah, I just I yeah. just look at it like this, all right? For people out there, you may have one day a loved one, someone very, very close who becomes dependent on alcohol or keeps getting behind the wheel. Uh, And and you let a whole bunch of people on social media make fun of, you know, your mom or your dad or someone out there and you want to punch them in the mouth. Okay, now you know how it feels. I just I can't, you know, I, I. I'm not a teenage troll. You know, I just, I, some things I just think are not fun and I don't, I, I don't know what will transpire from this. I just don't want to find out one day that this guy fucking gets seriously injured or his career is over, over or even worse because he lost control of his car be, while under the influence. I just, and if that were to happen, I don't, blame wwe i don't blame florida unless florida gave him you know um you know special treatment but again i can't you cannot compare 
uh, domestic violence and violations of the wellness program to someone who, you know, gets behind the wheel. You know, look, when I do insurance, you know, uh, driving under the influence is six points as far as insurance surcharge goes. Driving without a license or driving under suspension is five points. Driving to evade police is six points. My point is, is that, you know, there's a number of points for each violation. And just because you drank behind the wheel that I should turn around and say, oh, that's thousand times worse i can't give you insurance for that you know look mm-hmm. you invaded pol- evaded police you know you might have felt you know intimidated blah, 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 blah. no it's just you just because it may offend certain people a little more doesn't right. mean that he should be suspended over it should should some action be taken taken absolutely but just because some people out there feel, oh, this person, you know, got in trouble and why isn't him and he's getting preferential treatment, you know, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, I mean, on the the bright side is there's a lot of people going to the same town and same hotel that he's going to. He can catch a ride. He can go with his brother. He can go with Naomi. He can go with Roman. He can go with – he's not, you know, on his own here. I mean, the whole company travels together. Now, maybe he might have to adhere to somebody else's schedule, but fuck it. If it's going to keep him out of trouble, fucking tag along and ride along. They even have a show called Ride Along where they go from town to town. Oh. He just doesn't He just doesn't drive. He stays he, in the passenger right. seat. The problem is he doesn't want that. He wants well, to get behind. Too bad. Too right. Bad. Right. So that's why Florida really needs to intervene. A lawyer, somebody, there has to be a threat to him. Like, look, you get pulled over again for DUI, you're going to jail, you're losing your license for, you know, extra. And he, trust me, I remember, you remember, uh, I think, I don't know if it was 2006, I don't remember exactly the year, but Marty Gennetti. He had right. that match. WWE uh, was impressed, and they were going to bring him back. And yeah. I got into a little bullshit with Marty Jannetty online because I uncovered that he had some legal issues that prevented him from doing a few things, you know, and denied and denied. And sure enough, that ended up being the case. You know, when you are prevented from working for WWE because of something that's preventing you from doing so, it, then, you know, it's not fun. You learn from your lesson. And, you know, for the most part, I don't think Marty Jannetty has been, had any issues since then. I'm not saying he hasn't had it because of not being able to do what he wanted to do in WWE at the tail end of his career. But the point is, is that if Jey Uso is forced to lose something, you know, that may scare him straight. It's something's got to happen. But um, yeah. I just I hope to God that uh, this guy straightens out because I like I said, you know, I just I see too many tragedies and. You know, it's there's so many tragedies when someone's not drinking, and you drink and do 85 and a 45, and then have, try to evade police. Oh, you need. You're is, asking, yeah, you're asking for it. Yeah, you you just one sharp turn away from killing yourself. And and again, you know, they always say somebody else. I mean, people have sympathy, obviously, if you kill yourself, but it's always uh, it seems that they always take somebody with them. DT. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look what happened. Look at look at Nick Hogan's accident. 
alive and well and healthy and what happened to his friend john quadriplegic right yeah there's a lot mm-hmm. of singular accidents too i mean it could be something fucking stupid where he's drunk and he thinks he sees something in the road that's not there and he swerves out of the way and fucking just crashes into a po- into a pole or a yeah tree. it's 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 cringy to even think about someone driving like that and then just passing you on the road and just you even same thing. We've all been in cars. We watch someone zip by us and they're swerving like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And you say, God, I hope he doesn't hit anybody. And you watch. And then he's out of sight or whatever. And you look on yeah. the side of the road to see if there was a crash. Yeah. So I wish him well. I hope, uh, it, you know, it's addressed and I hope it's resolved. So mm-hmm. um want to shout out Pince, Matthew Dez. Uh, uh, Simic, uh, Simical Dane, Brian and Kevin Croft. Welcome aboard. Welcome back to all of you out there. And just remember for our new and returning patrons, if you sign up the last week of any month, you know, you will, because you are charged again on the first for your contribution, we never want someone to get paid, uh, charged twice in a week so when you are charged for the second time around which would be august 1st i will be refunding that so you know for anybody out there that's wondering yeah after you're charged a second time because unfortunately there were a few people last month that we found out were taking advantage of it they would sign up the last week of uh may get it free and then unsubscribe and then they yeah. sign up the last week in june get it free and unsubscribe and they did it two three months in a row that's done so you yeah. know but uh so by the way um just a reminder tomorrow dt casey show extra uh mm-hmm. right after smackdown wednesday's breakfast with blossie thursday's dark chronicles uh blah 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 returns next week and um you know, and the history show obviously this Saturday as well. Um, what'd you think of uh, Gallows and Anderson getting the tag belts tonight? I'm just glad they're not going to AEW. That's all. <laughs> Every time someone gets the tag team titles, I, I see mass posts of people saying, "You know why that is?" So they're going. Yeah, they just give everybody titles. So what was the excuse years ago when they gave somebody a title? I didn't see that at all. I looked. I at saw. It. I saw. It. Well, we have different friends. I think. Well, um, I, I looked at. Well, it you don't. I, I follow a lot. Of, you don't follow. No, no, I'm not, I don't mean like I didn't see others write that. I no. don't. I felt that it was to make the clubs, you know, faction that much stronger. I stronger. Mean, let me let me put it this way. I compare mm-hmm. it to Mike Kanellis. Oh God! I watch a lot of people tonight. Especially tonight. I saw it last week, the week before, the week before. I saw it tonight and I laughed. And I brought this up on Breakfast Soup twice already. And I'll bring it up here now. Um, I laugh at people that, you know, get really offended that Maria Kanellis in Storyline, a character, is dominating her husband like that. And belittling him and treating him like shit. And people are getting triggered over it. And I laugh tremendously because I, I say to myself, and it's, it's, it's funny. Okay. When they came in, what were their names? Mike and Maria Kanellis. Right. Since day one of them being in WWE, the storyline was, was that Mike Kanellis took Maria's last name, not the reverse. That was right. the storyline all along. The only reason why it's going full-blown now is because WWE has them on TV. And WWE has put them in a storyline and taken advantage of the fact that Maria is pregnant. And I'll be honest with you. 
I thought the idea of putting the 24-7 title on her tonight, what did you think uh, of that? Uh, I thought it was interesting. I mean, is it me or is she showing a lot in two weeks or is that a little enhanced? Um, you know, I thought when Mike won it, I'm like, oh, finally Mike got a title. And then when she came knocking on the door and stuff, I knew some chicanery was going to go on. I was just told him to get on the floor. I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to sodomize him on TV. I didn't know what she was going to do to him. But then when she pinned him, I'm like, okay, now how are they going to get the belt off the pregnant woman? This is going to be interesting. She went out and, you know, uh, kind of clowned uh, Titus and, and basically saying, how's anybody going to pin me? But I'm thinking now in the gynecologist's office, something's going to happen. She right. kind of set it up for next week. But I think it's uh, to set something up with uh, maybe Carmella doing something. I, it's got to be another woman. It's not, I can't picture a guy uh, cradling her leg and pinning her on the gynecologist table. So I don't know how they're going to do this. Um, I, I guess just for shock value. Not even shock value. Is that fair? They just gave her the belt for the fuck of it just to, to continue the chicanery with the 24-7 title, DT. You like it? Looks it? Like it's gonna, it's, yeah, I like it. I think it's fun. I mean, last week, how many times did the title change hands? It's going to be, it's a big part of the show. Everyone thought it was going to be a little side note. It's become a major part of every show now. Uh, they even, you know, t tonight it was a match. They actually had a match for the 24-7 right. belt. It's become a major part of the show. And the only thing I can tell everyone's like, well, how are they going to do this, pin a pregnant woman? Well, she set it up for us next week. She said she's getting a gynecological exam next week. And anybody wants to see her, meet her at the office. It's, she just told us, but it's got to obviously be a woman. So I guess women get the title, too, now. I didn't know that it was going to be a thing, by the way. Well, I, I actually, I remember Mish and I a while back saying that a woman was definitely going to get it. I still feel a celebrity is going to get it. I still feel that there's going to be some cross-promotion uh, for some exposure out in mainstream entertainment land. Um, <laughs> I love, I love the fact that they did this tonight. Because with Maria or just uh, with the way they're doing the title? With Maria. I okay. thought it was excellent because the one thing, and, you know, look, I'm not saying this to, like, tease it to non-patrons, but Mish and patrons know what I'm talking about. Mish and I, on Breakfast Soup about a month ago, spent a, a whole bunch of time about really creative ways that they can have... Uh, the title change and people remember this one. I said you can have, uh, you could have our truth at the dentist, or you could right. have someone at the doctor's office, and they put the funny gas on them, and that person okay. is is just laying in the chair or sitting in the chair, and somebody just sticks their finger on top of the person. They don't even know they're there, and they get pinned. We came yeah. up with so many different scenarios, and yeah, E Rock and a few others are are remembering it now. And the idea of this is brilliant because the one thing that we thought about at that time was, all right, give Lars the belt, give it to Strowman, give it to a big motherfucker. So where all of these guys that keep running around like the Benny Hill title are trying to chase whoever has the belt, you put it on a motherfucker that they're intimidated with. You have people say, oh, no, 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 no. Because right. you can't have it be Benny Hill 24-7. There's mm. got to be a storyline where people back off. And that was something that we talked about a month ago. You need a storyline. You need someone to be a champion where people back off. And the idea of giving it to Maria because no man in their right mind is going to attack a pregnant woman and her throwing it in everybody's face. Pregnant woman, pregnant woman, pregnant woman, pregnant yeah. woman. The only 
thing I hope they don't do is WWE has a habit in this era of rushing everything. Um, you know, it, it's been going on for years and years and years. We just talked on a history show about when CM Punk left with the WWE Championship and then showed up at San Diego Comic-Con and then showed back up on WWE TV and Cena had the title as well. That all happened within a week. You know, I mean, they should have just milked that a little bit longer. But I just hope they don't have this only last a week. If if anything, have Maria hold on to this for a few weeks. This way it backs off, you know, the idea that everybody's running after people 24-7. I mean, it's fun. It's lighthearted. You know, for people that are like, why are they investing so much time on TV over it? Because they're paying a lot of wrestlers to be part of this. Yeah, that's true. You know, they have a lot of people where, I mean, you know, when you have a whole bunch of people working on a project, you want to maximize everybody's work you don't want to just pay someone to sit at home so you might as well have them do something but i just hope they let this last for a few weeks i don't know if they will but i just i thought it was great i thought it was excellent tonight i don't know if paul Heyman came up with that i don't know who came up with it but i thought it was great and again it's become like i said the 24 7 thing when they first instituted it i mean a lot of people like ah how long is this gonna let and it's really become like i said open the show tonight dt well i still part of the show i'm still not happy with the way they're using the belt because it's it's a joke it's a comic but the thing is is that if you look at the title now and you don't take it seriously then there's no problem you know, that's why last week, we talked about it last week, you saw these fools online with blue check marks. They're all triggered because there was seven title changes. And I'm saying to myself, you're only now, like, annoyed at the belt being treated this way? It's been like that since day one. Yeah, sure. This is their, you know, entertainment, non-wrestling portion of it. And... um you know, it is what it is, but if you don't put too much serious, if you stop looking at like, oh my God, you know, how could you bastardize a belt like this and look at what they're doing? And, you know, I think some of those wrestlers, you know, although they're just running around every week and looking ridiculous, I'm sorry. If, if I was paid to kill my body in the ring and for a couple of months WWE says look for the next two months we're just gonna have you run up and down aisles for fucking you know chasing a belt and I'm gonna get paid for that what's wrong with that yeah it's true you know and I guess we could segue to uh, AJ Styles um, interview with AJ Styles over the weekend uh, backing up Seth Rollins recent comments about those criticizing the product all that much and he basically said you know you either like it or you don't like it and um you know I mean you know right away you know people's reaction is oh what great matches AJ Styles had recently uh that motherfucker has been entertaining people for years and years and years just because the person may be you know latter in their career or the wwe's not utilizing them all to their potential doesn't make their opinion any less credible in my opinion i don't know what do you think yeah i, I think they want uh, some of the, these fans these diehard fanboys want aj styles shinsuke nakamura seth rollins to go off the reservation and say, I hate it here. I'm miserable here. I don't like it. 
I don't like I'm being disrespected. They want Nakamura to complain. They want AJ to speak out and say how much better New Japan is. It's not going to happen. These guys are happy. You're right, DT. At this age and stage, especially Styles and Nakamura, who are on the cusp of 40 or over. Of course, Rollins is younger. Uh, they're content where they are here. The top guys, well, AJ and Seth are. Uh, they don't want to go anywhere. They're happy. They, they're not going to go against the company. Why should they? Why should they say something scathing? It doesn't surprise me. He backed up Rollins. He's gonna. They're gonna back up their team. I don't. I think everyone is uh, shocked when guys who are making good money, families are content, having a grand old time where they're living, where they're working. Uh, have, they have, why don't they have a bone of contention? Why aren't they taking shots at Vince? Because they're not miserable. And but we don't like how they're booked. Well, you're not them. Why do we? Why, you know what I mean? DT. They want these guys to go off the reservation. They just won't. They want them to do with Dean Ambrose, and it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and not only that. You know, anyone out there, if you got a family business or someone you know is self-employed and their business is not all that great, and you support them, you know, you're not going to go against the grain simply because you're going to get a hundred likes on Twitter exactly. and yeah. shit on that person's business. You may have some critique about it, may not be all that thrilled. But, you know, you that's why I defended everything that Seth Rollins said from the get-go with the, the last two months of all of his stuff. The guy is busting his fucking ass. Look at you tonight. Know, I mean, the guy is really working hard. The guy is on the road. I, whether he's got pussy on the road with him or not, it doesn't matter. You know, you work for a company, there's a pride factor. And plus, it's not like... You know, it's it's your dad's store in the corner, and you just have so much pride because your dad owns it, even though it's right. run like shit. No, this is a entertainment company that's a billion dollar company that's publicly traded. And by the way, I got I have to share this. It, it's very mm -hmm. very quick, but people get a good laugh out of this. Okay. Um, the one thing that we have repeatedly done on these shows for years and years and years is always emphasized to everybody out there that stock goes up, it goes down. You know, right. to, to the idea that all of these fools on websites thought that the stock took a tumble because of Khashoggi's death and WWE going to Saudi Arabia anyway. It was the opposite. Because at the end of the day, money stock market and finances do not have a conscience you don't have stockholders who have tens of millions of dollars say i'm selling my shares because they're going to saudi arabia and khashoggi got murdered no if they're going to sell their shares it's because they think that the shares are going to go down in value right. now if they think that fans in droves are going to protest the product and stop watching and stop buying it, that's another reason they could sell their shares. The problem is, is that there's only a, a handful of people on social media. We may all think that it's all of social media, but it's one half of 1%, if that, right. that make noise. And most of them, oh, I'm canceling my... Look, everybody, I canceled my network subscription. And then meanwhile, it's a fucking yeah. photo that they stole from Google Images, and they post it online because they think they're going to start a movement. that it, it, They think they're going to do a, a WWE version of Me Too.
too, that they're going to post their screenshot of unsubscribing, they're going to get a whole bunch of tweet fucking back, and then all of a sudden, it's going to start a trend, it's going to start a movement, 10,000 people unsubscribed, and then what's going to happen, it's the stock investors are going to have another financial call, and Vince McMahon is going to get on the thing, he's going to say, we lost 10,000 subscribers, and it's all because of blah, 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 and that person thinks that their name is going to be a wiki search down the line that, remember the right. time the WWE lost 10,000 subscribers? It was all started because of Joe Schmuck. No, these people are fools. They just want attention. So you can't pay attention to the stock going up and down. And just to show you an example of why you cannot take stock and think it's news, Right before WWE had their quarterly financials call last week, right, the, right, the right. latest uh, call that they had, um, mm -hmm. Vince McMahon, George Barrios, Kevin Dunn, Matt Kowal, Triple H, Stephanie, and Michelle Wilson, who works at WWE offices as well, they all sold some of their WWE stock. Right. All right. And for the most part, they all sold their stock at around 70 bucks a share. Okay. And right away, all of these fools on these websites think it's major news that, look, they dumped their stock right before the finance call. Well, guess what? When they sold their stock the middle of last week, the stock was trading at $70.23 a share. You know what it closed out today after that quarterly report? What? It's almost uh, $74.22. All right. really? You may not think it's that much of a difference. It's only four bucks difference, but let me give a little perspective. If Vince okay. McMahon wouldn't have sold his shares last week, he would have another $51,000. I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, that's chump change for him. Let me go a little further. If Kevin Dunn didn't sell his shares last week, he would have an additional $274,000 right now. Matt Kawa uh -huh. would have 270000 And here's the best one of them all. George Barrios, if he would have kept his stock last week, he would have $556,000 more than he did. So because he sold it, and the stock value now, he lost almost $600,000. So that's why these websites, when they think it's news, no, it's not news. Because the stock actually went up the last five days. They thought right. the stock was going to tumble. And everybody's liquidating their stock. And they're trying to... No, that's not the case at all. So that's why, everyone, you cannot look at every little thing and think that there's an ulterior motive. Look... Last week, Jim Ross doesn't go to Raw Reunion. Bret Hart doesn't go to Raw Reunion. We were the only show last week at the time we did. We were the only show that said, hey, everybody, not everybody <laughs> is staying home because they don't like WWE. Not everybody is staying home because they're AEW for life. You know, sometimes people stay home because they don't want to cause problems. Sometimes they stay home because they don't want to do the travel. Sometimes they right. have responsibility. Sometimes they're just enjoying their, their life and they don't want to, to, to do all that hectic travel for two days. Well, we find out, just as I said last week, Jim Ross didn't go because he didn't want to cause any controversy. He didn't want any websites reporting an AEW star at WWE. Yeah. And Bret Hart said the reason why he stood home is because he's enjoying Calgary and just didn't want to travel. Nothing more, yeah. nothing less, but 
everybody's got to try to turn it into a controversy. And Sid, we still don't know why he didn't show up. No, no, no. We know why Sid didn't show up? We don't know. No, why. no. And honestly, I don't think anybody really cares all that much anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad. But, you know, speaking of uh, AEW, I guess we could get right into it. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of buzz the last five, six days. Um, AEW announced that the D TV deal is official. October 2nd, TNT, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., done mm -hmm. deal. Um, their first event in Washington, D.C., tickets will go on sale uh, this Friday at 12 noon Eastern. Um, ticket prices from cheap seats to uh, ringside, 20 bucks, 35 bucks, 50, 75, 90, and 250. You know, far cry the WWE's two, three thousand dollar tickets a piece to go to wow. Raw at Madison Square Garden. I think that is very reasonable. Mm -hmm. um, the Capital One Arena seats, I would say, a little under 20,000 fans. Um, okay. I think that they will have an extremely good turnout. And, uh, but the interesting buzz, it seemed this weekend was uh some photos that uh surfaced online and tv guide did some uh articles oh, yeah. on aew and there was a photo that was taken and it was basically you know all the the brass at aew i don't think tony khan was in that photo but they were all he was in one he was in one of them, he was right. in one of them. but the one where everybody was sitting down and they were comparing it to like a, a an episode 90210 mm -hmm. uh, what did no you think place. about all of that uh tony khan was in there he was to the far okay uh, all right yes yes without his glasses yeah mm -hmm. somebody's posting the photo now so yeah he was there he's there he's at the, the far end um I do. I, it's very non-wrestling. I agree with Mish and, and and our brethren Joey and and John uh, at the point they got into it. My God, did they get into it with people over? Uh, you know, it's very non-wrestling. It doesn't like what what are they promoting? Are they promoting a docudrama, comedy, a reality show, Melrose Place reunion? How is it? Is that wrestling? Like, and then everyone got into it and posting old WWE photos of guys from WWE. And it got to be stupid again. It got to be AEW, WWE, little war going on there. Um, but yeah, it doesn't. I agree with the guys, our, our soup brothers, that it doesn't look very wrestling. It looks very 90210, Melrose Place, you know, whatever, all, Dawson's Creek, all that. Yes, it looks like that. It does. Not because we don't like AEW, it's because it doesn't look like that. It doesn't look wrestling. I'm not sure what they're trying. And I didn't even know who some of the people were in the photo. I had to look it up. Yeah. Let me so ask was you like, this. You know, I'm like, who's that? Who's that? Well, you know what? For everybody out there that felt that same way, and look, I'm just, you know, it's my job to sometimes go against the grain purposely. But here's my uh, retort to that. Um, did you read the TV Guide article? I didn't read the TV Guide article. Okay. No. Uh, most, I, I, dude, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know TV Guide was still around. I know. I agree with you with that. Yeah. But but see what see what you just said. And then you mm -hmm. you admitted it, and I give you all the credit for that. The problem is is that a lot of websites when they posted that photo, they did not post the article with it. And a lot of people, and I'm defending people right now. A lot of people that saw that photo without an article attached to it, they're like, what the fuck is this? You know, it looks like that they're trying to get on the CW network, you know, for fucking, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like next to Jane the Virgin or whatever. I 
and, and again, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people out there didn't read the TV Guide article. I read the article. And when I read the article, I totally understood why that photo was posted. And it kind of reminded me of Glow on Netflix. It was basically to let people know a little bit of the personalities of the people behind AEW. All right. Now, look, I have, so that's why I always say it's not to try to make controversy. It's not, I always say, me, you, Miss, Joey, John, Trez, everybody, whoever, you know, does shows. You know, everybody has their own individual thoughts on stuff. And you can't bundle everybody's thoughts together. And when we get to Renee Young, that'll be a great example of that. But right. the thing is, is that everybody has their own take on something. And, you know, my take on AEW, I've been 99% supportive of them all along. The only issue I've had so far, which I have said repeatedly is that what the young bucks talked about with medical insurance was not accurate i don't think it was deliberate on their part but it was not accurate and unfortunately right. when everybody is hanging on every little comment that aew brass say you have to be very very careful what you say you can't just try to be politically correct and say you know in a perfect world we want everybody to have health care and this and that you sound like a fucking left-wing democrat you have to be you and if you don't know the answer just say you know what look i don't even know if we can legally do that and i've already explained a couple of times why you know wrestlers do not have medical insurance and why some people in aew too do uh it's it's everybody should know this by now but when i read the article and then i saw the photos i said oh okay they're trying to you know show that they're everyday people as well and it's more of like a like a family and it's just everybody trying to make it work and you see awesome kong in the ring and she's this maniac and yes we all know awesome kong for years and years and years but a lot of people who were looking in that article they may not even be wrestling fans they're learning about her you know for the first time cody yeah we know it's dusty son we've been seeing him for you know over a decade but to some others out there, it, you know, the TV Guide article was to humanize the people that are in the ring, to show their personal life outside of the characters. And I think what, if people would have seen all of that, I, I think people would not have made fun of that photo. Does the photo look funny? Absolutely. It does look like, you know, like mm -hmm. a reunion of friends or something. I, I yeah. get it. I totally get it. But... You know, I just wish that a lot of people would have taken the time and say, oh, let me read this TV Guide article. Maybe that'll explain to me why the photos were the way they were. There was a specific reason why those photos were taken that way outside of in ring gear. You know, so I didn't have any problem with it. But, you know, the one thing I do find a little bit far-fetched and this is not the knock AEW. I hope they do this. But okay. Dave Meltzer in his mm -hmm. newsletter, because I subscribe to it. All right. And oh, you still get it? Yeah, I, I subscribe mm -hmm. to him. I, I am signed up for Impact Wrestling's uh, media channel, WWE, okay. Vince Russo, you know, a couple of patrons. I, 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 do, I read as much as I can. But the goal. And people need to pay attention to that word goal. 
uh, the goal for AEW is to run between 100 and 120 events a year, including four pay-per-views, 51 TV shows, and Saturday night house shows. All right. A lot of people mm -hmm. ignored the word goal because I don't see anywhere near that number happening anytime soon. Yeah. Did you, I just do not believe that AEW is going to do, on average, two shows a week anytime soon. I think what's going to happen is they're going to have a taping, and they're going to hype it up, and they're going to do similar to what Impact was doing. They will have a taping, even what ECW used to do. They'll do a taping, they'll do a show, and they'll stretch it across two, three weeks, and they'll add skits and stuff like that and, you know, storylines and segments to add to uh, what we see on TV. And I think you'll see wrestlers who wrestle probably a total of maybe, I don't know, two times a month for AEW, right. but they'll appear on four or five shows in a row. I think that's pretty much, I do not, and I don't know if anybody's answered this. I don't know if you know, if anybody out there knows. Has AEW said if the show is going to be live every week? I don't believe so. I don't think they said that. Yeah, I don't think so. And if it's not going to be live every week, I mean, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a spoiler. It's going to be match results. And then it's going to be broken up into weeks. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but that's not anything different of what we've seen before with ring of honor or mlw or lucha underground or um impact wrestling or you know uh, any other promotion dj white Sox says aew is live every single week because i know the first one is live is it going to be live every did they say that i didn't i didn't see that all right jr adams and white Sox says every yeah tna's advertiser is a live show is it every single week and, and here's another thing. I need to stress this, everybody. Be sure. Don't guess. Don't hope. We're not knocking it. I want Except to be Christmas. certain. Well, well, here's the thing. And I got a good question for everybody out there. Mm -hmm. All right? Ready? This is a good one, everyone. This is a very good one. Um, okay. Pre no, you see, let me, let me say this slowly. Let me say this slowly. Because, you know... Not trying to act like a dick to everybody out there. Let me say this slow. Will AEW be live every single week? Don't show me a press release about the first one that's live. I just reported it 10 minutes ago on this show. Is it going to be live? Right. Perk Dog says no one knows. I trust Perk Dog because he's a long-timer and he actually... There's a lot of people that are hoping and jumping the gun. I don't believe AEW has ever said that they're going to be live every week, and I'll give you proof why I don't think they will be. They'll be preempted a few times. Well, it's not even that. Mm -hmm. The live debut show, tickets go on sale this Friday. Okay. If they're live every week, okay, their first show is October 2nd. That means their next show would be October 9th, live. Right. That means the show after that would be October 16th, live. Okay. How come only one event has an upcoming on sale date? Why haven't they mentioned that, oh, we'll have the, the live on sale date for October 9th, the following week, uh, next week or the week after? The, the only 
hyping up, and yes, you hype up your first event more than anything, but anybody notice that they there's no like talk of when is the on sale date for the for October 9th? What are you gonna wait till a week before? To you understand what I'm saying? Like you need to advertise it, you know, a couple of months before. So there's no talk whatsoever of when is the on sale date for October 9th's live show or the si- October 16th live show. Next week is August. This week is August. That's only two months from now. Yeah, well, yep. I mean, maybe they're uh, just, uh, that's the way they're going to play it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Gonna... yeah. Well, you see, Calvin says they're going to be in a different city every week. Okay, tell me what city they're going to be in October 9th, October 16th. When are you going to make the announcement? In September? You understand what I'm saying? So, again, I'm not poo-pooing on AEW. I'm just saying to everyone, you see I asked if it were going to be live every week. What was the immediate reaction in the chat rooms? Oh, yeah, they're live every week. And now... Everyone's just assuming it, yeah. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I'm a... But also, DT, they will be preempted for sports, right? Well, they could always go on a Tuesday. I mean, look, that's another thing, too. If they're going to be live on a Wednesday... And it's going to be preempted because of basketball. Basketball, yeah. All right? And then you hear people say, oh, they're going to go to Tuesday instead, Tuesday Night Delight. Well, then the tickets have to be on sale for a Tuesday event. You're not going to have everybody who bought tickets that are supposed to go to a Wednesday night and turn around and say, hey, everybody, we're going to be preempted. So in order for us to be live, we have to change the date. No, you just can't change the date like you're changing tampons. You know what I mean? You just... There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of behind the scenes. And there's a lot of... I'll tell you this much, dude. I read all the press releases last week. I read all the articles. I read the TV guy. I read everything else. I'm surprised at some of the questions that were never asked. Especially about the weekly live. I I just... Again, I'm sure it's been answered. But the fact that so many people do not know that answer... Is surprising. I guess people, I mean, I'm sure they thought about it, but I guess they just assumed. Yeah, I think they just assumed. That's why uh, we said from day one, do not, you know, just go overly hyped over this. You know, take it step by step. You know, you you could, there's nothing wrong with being extremely excited. And I'll even say something right now that I never thought I would say. And our shows, I know it's patting ourselves on the back, but I honestly believe consistently for years and years and almost decades, I don't think there's any other show out there that has been spot on like this. When Jeff Jarrett came out years ago and said wrestling boom, we're in a wrestling boom, the only fucking show that laughed at him since day one was this one. No yeah. fucking wrestling boom. And then he tried to change it and distort it and manipulate it and try to... I'll say this right now. I think we may be on the cusp of a mini boom. I think with AEW starting up in October, now there's rumors that Billy Corgan wants to do a weekly NWA show. I think we we won't have the 90s boom. And I'm not talking about attitude here. Oh, and by the way, by mm-hmm. the way, for everybody out there that read all the websites a couple of weeks ago, that heard all the podcasts a couple of weeks ago, that Vince was going to bring back 
attitude, that the shows are going to be more attitude. Vince McMahon on the conference call last week said that they're going to have a little bit more edgy content, but they're remaining PG and they're not going to do any attitude stuff. Tonight is basically what that edginess was. You know, Brock Lesnar, okay, beat down on Seth Rollins, let it go five minutes instead of two. You know, give him an F5 instead of just doing it in a ring and walking away. I'll, you know, he'll do it on uh, the stretcher. You know, the, the little tweaks like that. That's basically what they're talking about. Well, Maria winning the belt pregnant. I mean, that's kind of a little latitude Irish. Well, I don't, I, I wouldn't call that edgy. You know, I mean, it's it's smart. It's very smart. Uh, I but, think if she sodomized Mike, it would have been very Yeah, look, her. it's it's interpretation interpretation it's just funny how many men were offended because the it's a storyline everyone it's a fucking soap opera it's an entertainment show <sighs> by by the way dt i've never heard them say vagina on raw ever oh they've said vagina. have they said i've never heard that yeah, has anybody else ever heard that say? yeah i just I never said you know what it is and i'm not trying to sound like an asshole right now um i'm a grown man so when someone says vagina i'm not like Oh my God! I, they said vagina. You know, I just no, no. But I've just never, I've never heard them say no, that. No, sure, I've heard them sure. Say I say dick jokes. I never heard them make vagina jokes. Yeah, I just, you know, I mean, it's just not something I like focused on. I, I, I know they have. They definitely have. And you know what? A simple Google search will probably answer our question later. So that's true. Uh, I mean, if Mike has a vagina, though, we should all support him. Hey, you know what? Some guys like <laughs> some guys like to be dominated by women. Do like they really? Sure. Sure. I mean, I, I've heard, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is, but it's a storyline, you know, she's dominating. I mean, who knows? Maybe his, his, maybe Mike will be the one to screw over next week at the fucking OBGYN. Maybe she's in the fucking chair and she's a little woozy and Mike is standing next to her for support. And then he realizes, wait a minute. You know, but the thing is, it's the only kink in this storyline is, is why would you have a referee on hand, you know, unless you had pre, you know, like when you hear when somebody commits a crime and it's premeditated, you know, it's not in the heat of the moment. You know, if somebody has a referee and they're in a fucking OBGYN, they're in a golf course, they're on a fucking plane, they're at a whorehouse, they're at a fucking courthouse. <laughs> you know I mean, it's, it's premeditated. You brought the referee with you. So if there's a referee there... All right, and Mike Canellis takes advantage and pins his wife when she's fucking, you know, under the influence next week or whatever it is. I don't know if you go under the in funny guess for going to an OBGYN, but, you know, eh, look, let's see what WWE does with it. Should be fun. Yeah. Right, so let's say yeah, they bring out uh, The Fiend while Maria's uh, on the uh, gynecological chair. Yeah, well. That would be awesome. I wish they would stretch <laughs> it out a couple of weeks, but I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, good Lord. Shout out to our associate producers, Tyke Bowers, Neil McLeod, Vic Condor, Garcia Kane, CM Black Pixels, Jacob Eston, Michael John Buchanan, Stell, Jerry Stewart, Johnny Marin, Michael Westfall, Brandon Foley, Chuck Lentz, Tony, Chris Harris, Keith Doherty, John Krauser, Roger Rubio, Fatty316, Stan the Man Loudon, Don Tony's political advisor, D-Boy Gentleman, Ernesto Defender, Timothy Keel, Kane Shaw, Jeffrey Collins, James Mills, and Cockboy. We will get into more shout-outs in a little bit. Uh, okay. Yours truly is, uh, I didn't even know this. 
I, I, let me tell you something. Little things like this really put a smile on my face. I mean, somebody, you know, pointed out earlier that they noticed on my Twitter account, I have not talked about politics for quite some time. That is intentional. Somebody brought to, you know, notice today that I have been very, very serious on social media, very positive, you know, very approachable, friendly, and that's by, by design. Yeah, you're feeling all right? Yeah, I'm fine. And okay, when, I figured you'd go, you'd go after the squad big time. No, well, no, I mean, I just feel like, you know, they, 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 you, it's not a, it's like the Alexa Bliss situation. It's not a winnable fight you can have online. I just feel like Trump made a, an unforced error. Um, and what he said about them was wrong because three of them do live in a country, uh, came from the country. And, I, but I also feel that if you're going to reprimand Trump for what he said, you have to reprimand what they've been saying for quite some time. Now, unfortunately, you can't win an argument. Like, just like when people, uh, accuse Trump of, uh, saying that Baltimore is all fucked up as being racist. He said the same thing about New Hampshire and New Hampshire only has 1% black. You know what I mean? It's not, so I just, it's not. I'm trying to enjoy life as much as possible right now. And not everything is roses and ice cream and cake. I mean, I'm I'm just trying to, you know, I'm an adult now. And it's like to get drawn into this drama because of, you know, like wrestling stuff. The Renee Young stuff, when we segue that, I think is one <laughs> of the best examples. I joked last week. And I said, you know, when people out there, when their age is bigger than, is higher, larger than their waistline, you know, think to yourself, if you're single and you meet a fucking chick in a club or a guy in a club, whether you, you know, eat your M&Ms with peanut or plain, and you fucking, you know, spark that conversation. I used to make fun of um, Dave Shearer and some and fucking Wade Keller and others, like 10, 15 years ago, I said, imagine these fucks in a club or in a bar. And they pick up, and people might even remember this, long, long time listeners, like 15 years ago, I said this. Imagine him in a fucking club or a bar. And they pick up a fucking chick or pick up a guy. And they're like, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a journalist. I'm a reporter. Oh, what newspaper are you reporting? <laughs> what? Wait, what was that? Uh, PW. Uh, and then it's like, okay, you know, you realize whatever. You know, Keller does a newsletter, I'll give him that. But now, look at it now when people who were in their, you know, 20s back then are now in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. And you meet somebody and you start a relationship and that person looks at your social media and that person sees people tweeting about, you know, just the, the ridiculously preteen arguments that preteens should be having or teenagers, not grown adults. And my girlfriend is the reason that that I, I changed my whole attitude on social media about I talked about this. I think on blah, blah, blah. Last week or a week before or two weeks before I said about, I don't know, maybe a month ago. I went on social media and something on Twitter. I don't remember what it was, but I, I wrote something back. It was a little insulting. It was very catchy, but it was, it was true. Yeah. And I said to her, I said, honey, I said, look what I just wrote on, social, on Twitter. Look, I, I was like, tell me that's not going to piss off some people. She looked at it and she looked at me and she said to me, she goes, how old are you? <laughs> and I didn't say anything. Like, I, I thought she was just joking around. And then it fucking hit me. Like, 
if I would be embarrassed for somebody to see that if I was in freshman year of high school, why wouldn't I be embarrassed as a fucking grown? You know what I mean? So it that just like hit me like, whoa, she's right. Like, how old am I? And I'm like racing to write something on Twitter. Oh my god, this is gonna. Upset. So I just like no, no. I just I'm just gonna enjoy positive thoughts. I'm not gonna be this fucking you know f- holding flowers and just loving everything about life. I will not do that. But I want to be you know more serious. I'm not gonna get caught in drama. But um. Just to show you how sometimes people really do make you feel good. Believe it or not, today is the anniversary. Um, It was today, 13 years ago, that I was uh, in that match with Lowlife Louis Ramos in Jamaica, Queens, where I got a bottle hit over my head and I got put through a table with thumbtacks. I remember you talking about it. Yeah. So yeah. if anybody remembers that photo of me posing with all the thumbtacks in my head and my back and this, this and that, today today is the 13-year anniversary of that. So I just, wow. look, I'm not saying it to anybody to be like, oh, he, you know, he's trying to be t- hot shit. No. It just really touched me that somebody actually remembered that and remembered the date and said, dude you know what the anniversary is today, right? And I'm like, no, I don't know what it is. And I'm like, oh, you remember that uh, thing you did, you know, with the thumbtacks and getting a bottle over your head? Uh, that was today. I was like, no way. And they sent me the link. I'm like, holy shit. And this person remembered that. It just really yeah. made me feel good. So, Mike, if you're listening, thank you for that. It was really, really cool. So, um, let's get to Renee Young. Um that's, you know, big conversations this weekend. I was part of it. Uh, you know, Renee Young, um, you know, getting a little bit of heat on Twitter as she's been getting for quite some time now. And, uh, you know, people criticizing her work. And um, she wrote back and she said, and I quote, here's the truth. I know I'm not great on commentary, but it's my job. I try to get better each week. People love to tell me how bad I am at it, as if I think I'm great at it. Should I just quit? What would that say about me? Not easy to learn a skill on a gigantic global TV show. And um, a lot of people were very vocal on that. Um, what's your take uh, on this whole thing with Renee Young? Well, what, what the, I saw Mish write something I wrote after it. Not even coming to Mish's rescue or anything. I wrote something completely different, but I what Mish wrote was correct. Why would you... I, I'm not going to get it word exactly here, Mish, so forgive me. Um, but why would you take a job, basically, Mish was saying, if you know you weren't good at it? Um, you know, it's one fair thing point. to ease into the, into the... Yeah, it's a fair point. I don't think Mish was mean to her or anything. No, I don't think he's mean um, You know, a couple, a couple of idiots like went after Mish, but, um, you know, uh, again, you know, the usual weird comments about being jealous or whatever. But that, I, my thing was... Um, that uh, I gave her credit for admitting that she wasn't great. And I thought that the people placating to her and saying how great she was wasn't helping her. It was only people noticing that she wasn't good at it by people overpropping her. Natty Neidhart came to her rescue. Alexa Bliss came on and blasted people, I guess, like me. Not me and Mitch directly, but people like us, I guess, because we were haters. So Alexa Bliss had to come on there and told her to ignore people who are criticizing her. She's excellent on commentary, which is so ridiculous. She's not excellent, but that's why I gave her credit. She knew she isn't good, but there's something to be said for taking a job you're not good at. DT, it's like you have someone 
uh, fill in for me or I have someone fill in for you and they say, listen, I'm not a talker, but fuck it, I'll do it. And we'll say to ourselves, well, well maybe we should get the best person for the gig. You know what I mean? Like when you tell me, DT, get your brother, get Phil, get Mish, get a guy who can talk who does this. You don't tell me, pick anybody at random, Kevin, just to have him on the, the Monday show replacing me. It doesn't matter. But that's what I mean. If you if it's, a, it's something to be serious or to be taken seriously is there a window of being easing into the job hasn't it been enough time wasn't she on nxt doing this gig already i mean how much leg room are we giving her here i, I like renee young all and good i mean she's a nice lady oh. and everything and she's good at her backstage interviews i thought she was good on nxt i i, I really don't know what well, she was trying to say there dt was she saying i know i'm not great here's but what, what do you want me to do quit that was kind of weird right? here's what i don't understand when when people say how long do we give her leg room, what does that actually mean? Because we're we're not her employer. Like, what do you what do people mean when they say that? Like, okay, oh, not- uh, um, 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 I think no, for us, not that we're her employer, but giving her a chance where we'll respect the job she's doing, we'll have a different commentary on it. I, I we'll, look at it like we'll this. think she's doing a better job. I look at it like this. Mm-hmm. I I wrote this tonight because I finally made a comment on it. I have tweeted Renee Young's name eight times in the history of me being on Twitter, eight times. Every single time I've tweeted her about, not tweeted her, I don't even do the at because I don't need them to see what I wrote. I just write it so, you know, anybody that follows me could see my thought, my opinion on it. I have tweeted about her eight times on Twitter. I've never once said a bad thing about her. I uh, have never been... In the announcing position, I don't know what it's like to have Vince and people in your ear, you know, during the shows and very demanding. All I know is that when she first got the position, I remember what Taz said, that it was extremely difficult to be able to try to do this the, with the way the pressure and all this other stuff. The thing is, I totally understand what Mish said. And I, I agree with him to an extent. If you know you're not good at something, why would you take that job? I totally agree. Look, if I'm looking for a job and I see something in the paper and I apply for something, I know I'm not good at it. Why would I do it? I think it's just not that cut and dry because there's no way to get good at this Unless she's on the job doing it, it's not like you could go to training to work for a restaurant. You do your training, and then there's finally, you know, they open the restaurant and you start. Vince McMahon, if he's in their ear, it's not like Vince is going to be in their ear in, you know, commentary school that they do at the Performance Center. It's got to be hands-on training. She did decent in NXT, but now you go from, you know, an audience of 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 to millions and millions worldwide. There's a pressure. There's also, you know, a three-person you know, team. And everybody has to learn, you know, when to... You, Back in the day, you and I, when we used to do the shows, the number one complaint people used to have was, you know, oh, you know, you interrupt me all the time. And the thing, and it, yeah, and the thing is, is that it was more (laughs) of an equipment issue than anything else. But the point is, is that in the case of them, 
they have to know, you know, to learn when you take your pause so this person could say something and when this person, and you don't just immediately gel like that. Whether it takes, if WWE feels that she needs three years of TV, you know, to give her a shot, so be it. David Otunga. I fucking used to shit all over David Otunga doing commentary on TV. They fucking took him off of uh, weekly commentary because it just was not working at all. I mean, there's other reasons, did movies, does other stuff as well. But the point is, is that with Renee Young, it's not us to turn around and to be the... Well, you know, we've given her enough leg room. Oh, what are you going to do? Fire her? You know, like to the podcaster out there that said, you know, we, you know, there's enough time, you know, enough is enough. All right. What are you going to do? You're going to post a screenshot that you canceled your fucking subscription because she's still a commentator? There's just, stop. I just feel, stop complaining. You know, if you don't like a commentary, don't watch. If you don't like a commentary, don't pay attention to it. There was a very long time that I didn't like Mouthfuck Tom at all. And right. now he's one of my favorites doing commentary. <laughs> I, I just think he, he's smooth. Byron Saxton, I couldn't stand back then. Now I actually kind of, you know, I, I find him fine. The thing is, is that... Well, hence, hence the whole thing of them easing into the job where you get acclimated to them and accustomed to them. Yeah, I mean, I just feel that... You know, it, it it just I don't understand. I, I I don't understand why people would spend so much time criticizing one person that they don't like. Like if if I don't like a particular artist, I don't pay attention to him. Nikki Bella, I mean I don't like singling her out, but whenever I do criticize it usually because there's a news item attached to it or there's something. I don't just every week. Sasha Banks, people say I don't like her. I have no problem with Sasha Banks. Usually when I criticize her, it's because of a cryptic comment or, you know, just be this and that. I have a reason behind it. But for people just, just every week, just, you know, writing stuff on social media about her, how god-awful she is, isn't that... All right, we get it. You know, that's how you feel about me. I have no problem with Renee Young on commentary at all. Again, I only have written about her using her name a handful of times, and I've never said anything bad about it. Do I think she's great on commentary? No. I just think she she needs more time. And look, if after whatever the time it is, if WWE feels, all right, you know what, it's not working out, they're the ones that are paying her salary. It's not, I don't want anybody to say, well, we'll just tune out of Raw. If you're going to tune out of Raw because one commentary commentator sucks, then you are not a long-time wrestling fan because we grew up watching fucking wrestling and some of the commentators were piss-poor pathetic. I mean, people used to fucking laugh at Pat Patterson, you know, because he couldn't even fucking speak English some of the time. <laughs> he, 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 and it's not, and you can't even say some of the time. He would say, I can tell you some of the time. I mean, he just would not. The crowd is going, Banana. The card is going in banana. I mean, even <laughs> Bruno. Bruno wasn't the greatest on commentary. Not everybody was fucking great on commentary. I just feel that because of social media, everybody thinks that what they say is a megaphone and they want a thousand people to return back. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Say it once. Okay. If, if news comes up about it, fine 
But I also feel that, you know, sometimes these trolls, not any anybody podcast, I'm just saying just trolls in general. I've talked right. about this before. Look at the original troll that started all this with Renee Young. It's a pattern that I've noticed for a very long time now, and I've pointed it out on these shows before, that a lot of people in WWE, especially on the women's side, you it's, it's, going back to fucking cavemen, the biggest celebrity cavemen used to get heat from fucking other cavemen. You go back to teen fucking Tiger Beat and stuff like that. You had fucking child, you know, the, the, the actors and actresses that we grew up with in the 70s that used to get fucking hate mail. Baseball players used to get hate mail. Jackie Robbins used to get hate mail. Fucking everybody's been getting hate mail going back to the 1700s when they had mail. All right. Everybody gets shitted on. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but the point is... When they add mail. The, the, the point is is that some people in WWE, it's almost like they're drooling, waiting for a certain type of person to troll. It's someone usually who only has under 100 followers, and it comes off as very sexist, and then they jump on that, and they fucking acknowledge the troll, and then it leads to a shower of support. And I'm not saying that Renee Young is guilty of doing this, but a lot of people do do that. How many times people out there have seen somebody in the wrestling business, somebody important, that takes their time to address a troll with 90 followers, and you say to yourself, why is this person even acknowledging this person? Ignore it. Why are you even giving credence to that person? I mean, it, celebrities for 100 years have been getting heat from people in different ways. So, but the reason why they do that is because they will use that troll and they'll use it against them. So now right. what happens? Seth Rollins, Alexa Bliss, Taz, uh, everybody and their mother come to the defense of Renee Young. And all this love and support comes her way. And now it's like, how do you fight that how do you combat that so what happens people cave in well you know uh, you know think about it this is an art and, blah, 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 blah. and that's what happens you know no. instead of just ignoring this matarats who said what he said about renee young she responds and the floodgates open up and that's what happens and i just feel like look i feel she's doing fine there's a lot of pressure mm. She's she's breaking ground, and I don't know if she's gonna be good. I don't. I, I this, this, this. I listened tonight, and it didn't get much better. Oh my god, no! I mean, I don't well, know. She's, Mish she's is a one-two word woman. Mish is saying what ground? <laughs> I, 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 I'll answer it. I'll answer it in my opinion. Oh my this god. is just my opinion. The ground is is that in WWE. Up until Coffee Kingston, we never had a black WWE heavyweight champion. Yes, Booker, yes, Booker T had the WCW title. Yes, The Rock is considered as well, but people say, oh, he's Samoan. And some people ignorantly say he's not black enough, which is just dumb. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. For the most part, uh, a lot of people felt there was never a WWE black heavyweight champion. If that wasn't the case, you wouldn't have had all the crying and all the tears at WrestleMania when Coffee won. All right? So... And it wouldn't be and wouldn't be considered the history that it was. And it was a good mo it was good. I'm not knocking that at all. But with Renee Young, you look at WWE's history, all right, you you're breaking ground in an area where the announcers 
99.9% of the time have been men. And it's not easy for a female person to get into the, you know, to break that WWE ground and do play by play or do commentary on a weekly basis. Personally, I don't care if somebody is male or female. If they're good at what they do and I like it, I'm fine. I, I'll give people a great example the Yes Network. What's that that woman that's been there for a long, long time? What's what's her name? She's done comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. What's um, her name? Oh, somebody shit. in the chat room definitely knows what I'm talking about. She, yeah, who's, she, that, who's that broad on the next? Not, yes, no, I'm like. not talking about the Greek woman. I'm talking about um, somebody. Come on. Somebody's got to know. There's so many New York listeners right now. Not right. and I say don't mention the Greek person, and, and Tommy mentions Morakovitz. Not Morakovitz, mm. the older woman, the one who was on the Yes network she did the commentary susan susan susan, susan waldman is Walman? that her name susan waldman? Susan waldman? is it susan waldman she is did she the, still around she did the commentary with tommy you know, susan waldman yeah dan saying it susan waldman no it's not waltman like x-pac it's susan something but um it, it, she did the commentary with i think uh david cone's perfect game and and my point is she has been on commentary for 20 plus years. I don't listen to her commentary and say, and it's a Waldman. woman. That's a woman. So it's Waldman, like W A L D. Okay, yeah, thank Waldman. you, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, she's great. You look at some of the ESPN baseball analysts, they're women. You look at the football analysts, some of them are women. Some of them for ESPN Sports Night are women. I don't look at them anymore and say, and it's a woman doing it. No, it's not. But for some reason, WWE is one of <laughs> it's one of the last, um, you know, wrestling companies or you know that hasn't had, you know, a woman doing play by play. That's the ground where it's being broken. I mean, it's yeah, no women have come across that you know could have fit that role in the past. But she is. She's given the opportunity. And I'm not saying that she's going to spawn a whole up-and-coming women who want to be commentators for wrestling. But she is doing something that women have not been in a position to do for WWE. And it's a very... Look, understand this. When Taz was doing it, yes, the internet was around. But social media, for the most part, was MySpace and forums. All right? All right. Not only does Renee Young have to answer to Vince McMahon, she has to answer to about 15,000 critics on Twitter as well. And not only does she have to answer to them, but she's got to also answer it in front of the millions that see what those 15,000 are writing. So she has got a <laughs> tremendous amount of pressure in front of her, and it's not easy. I could only imagine. All I know is that 99.9% .9 of us could not, do what she's doing and i think you know what i i could only imagine that pressure and i can't criticize her over it you know if it, if it, it there's a reason why i didn't like david otungas and thought it was piss poor pathetic and i don't renee young it has nothing to do that she has breasts and a pussy it has to do with the fact that she's you know she she's trying she's working hard at it she's trying to improve she has a style that's not going to appease a lot of people out there you know her oh oh oh, oh Jesus, it, you, know, <laughs> you know i mean she ain't andrew dice clay oh she ain't that dog you know the other dog from oh, family guy God. 
you know, the Italian dog from Family Guy. I'm Vinny. Gonna, Vinny. Yeah, Vinny. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. You know, she does these, you know, reactions that I know a lot of people just find goofy. I don't pay attention to it. I just. <laughs> by, by the way, Susan Waldman has a face for radio. Jesus Christ. Well, she's older now. She's like 75. I was looking at a picture of her when she was 30. Yeah, she, oh, you know, I, I don't know. I just, look, I, I'm not, listen, I'm gonna. I'm not going to lie here, all right? Is Renee Young great on commentary? No, oh, but God. I also think back to the 70s when I was a WWF fan, and mm-hmm. I don't remember many commentators bruno was pretty bad dt if you bruno was pretty bad but you remember yeah yeah, didn't vince have like argentina rocker or people doing commentary (laughs) i mean you go look on the wwe network and look at fucking championship wrestling or all-star wrestling from 1976 or whatever it is you listen to some of that fucking commentary not only will you fall asleep but (laughs) but you'll dream about blowing your brains out at this stuff (laughs) that's spiros ariana yeah it's just there's not many people in three years joey styles Uh, listen to early early joey styles now uh, when early joey styles was still great (laughs) joey styles wasn't anywhere polished when he first started off I mean, yeah, not- DT, you remember Duke uh, Pete Doherty uh, did uh, play by play sometime, the Duke of Dorchester. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, we 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 had um, superstar Billy Graham do commentary, and it, it was not bad. Some people just, you know, can do it, you know, in drips and drabs. But again, you're talking about, you know, uh, the MSG network. You know, back then, you're not talking about a social media and Vince and fucking billion dollar company. I mean, it's just a, it was a regional company in the 70s and the uh-huh. 80s. I just think that, you know, look, if, if you don't like a commentary, of course, you know, you speak out on it. Because if you don't speak out on it and this and I'm defending everybody out there, definitely speak out on it, because if you don't. Then the Alexa Blisses and everybody else that's telling her, you're unbelievable, you're great, keep doing what you're doing, girl, you're awesome, you're great, there's nothing wrong. Well, that's, but- what, that's what was going on. Right. That was that- going on, because I, th- I think Mish was respectful to her to a degree, so was yeah, I. I. We never, didn't go on there I and never said curse anybody her. was No, 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 I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying that you weren't, but... I, you even have to prepare to get brutally attacked. Well, that's why nice I stay it. away from the drama now. <laughs> yeah, that's why I stay away from the drama. I that's why I don't even tweet about three quarters of stuff anymore. Is because you're you're always going to get no win situation. It's a no win yeah. situation a lot, especially when you get you know these guys that want to get tweet fucked. You know, it's just like eh, I'm not even going to waste my time. I mean, yeah. and not only that, I mean, look, I voice my opinion. I say, you know, I cut her a lot of slack. I cut her probably more slack than a lot of others out there. That doesn't make me a better person. It doesn't make me right. I just feel, you know what? I remember the days where the commentary was really Sean God. My God, I was watching today when Shane Douglas won the UWF TV title beating Eddie Gilbert when Sting got attacked. The commentators right, yeah, were. Yeah. Jim Ross and fucking um, Missy Hyatt. Jim, oh, God, yeah. Jim Ross was awesome in this commentary. Listen to Missy Hyatt. That's not terrible. fair. That's yeah, that not good. fair. Yeah. That's not fair. Let fucking Renee Young do that and see how she gets eaten alive. But 
back then nobody fucking oh my god I got a right to fucking inside wrestling and I got to tell everybody you know Mitzi Hyatt's got awful on commentary and I sound like the Jew on Family Guy again I mean it's just <laughs> you know come on I mean there's been subpar commentary for years and years and years just I I don't let it get to me like that yeah, remember the AWA with Rod Trungard? I loved uh, Ron Trungard. Oh, you like Ron Trungard? He oh, was I in WWF for, for a few minutes, right? He reminds me of Mish's voice, that deep, like really like it catches your attention voice, like really assertive. I loved yeah. Ron, Ron Trungard. He's almost like a hockey uh, announcer. Yeah, I thought Ron Trungard was great. Yeah, I remember him introducing the Ultimate Warrior one time, but it was like a, he God. was only in for like a cup of coffee. Could you imagine... In Georgia Championship Wrestling with their commentators now, Gordon Soley would fucking fill in the blank Crockett or something like that, and they're just like, right? They sound like regular people talking. Oh, they, uh, Gordon Soley used to have Coach John Heath on. <laughs> I don't even know why he was there. Gordon yeah. Soley used to have the worst partners on Florida Championship Wrestling. It was it was horrendous. <laughs> that fucking uh, there was this one mutt that I said can't not Jim Hurd. There was another one. He did commentary. I'm like. Jesus Christ! Fucking somebody snapped like a like a, a, a like a mousetrap on his dick. Give this guy a little energy, <laughs> you know, like light a fire under his ass. He sat, Someone put a mousetrap on his dick. He just it's just uh, it's not, I look it's not sing, sicko. Chris says so. We're just okay with shitty commentary. No, no, uh, not everybody could be a fucking five star. Not everybody can be great. Not everybody can be perfect. I remember yeah. Lee Marshall. Lee Marshall was pretty good. He Lee had a Marshall good was great. Lee too. Marshall reminded me of Mish. Remind me of Lee yeah, Marshall. And people don't know. I brought this up many times, but you know, Lee Marshall did the voice for also Tony the Tiger. Great. You know, anybody remembers the Tony the Tiger commercials? Frost. It was it Frosted Flakes. Was that it? Frosted Flakes. They're yeah. great. He was. I want to hear Mish say they're great. I used to be able to do it. I can't do it anymore. But you know, look, not everybody's gonna fucking ace it. I mean, look, they're great. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Patrons, are, that was me oh, impersonating Mish. Oh, my Mish, God. what do you think about everything we're just saying? I he left. <laughs> he left. That was he good. Left. He was in and out, quick. That was that was good. <laughs> oh my uh, god. Uh, yeah, David Crockett sucked. DT, remember David oh, Crockett sure. on NWA? I mean, he was was, the, it, I, I'm telling you, man. It, 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 some of the commentary was so god awful. I all I'm saying, everybody, is that you have you definitely want to voice your opinion. You want to let Renee Young like look, not for nothing, but you know it's just not good because it'll it, me. Like I said, the worst thing that happened with me on my diet like five years ago was I had dropped like 20 pounds. And I had a couple of people that were customers of mine. And one woman in particular said to me like, wow, you lost some weight. You look great. And it went to my head. And subconsciously, I said to myself, hey, you know what? You could have a piece of pizza here and there. You know, you lost some weight. You know, even if you gain a pound back, big deal. You're still down 19 pounds. Next thing I know, I'm 60 pounds heavier. Now, For real? Was that quick? Not that quick, but oh, okay. but the thing is now, like, I'm down to 245. I haven't weighed 245 <laughs> since fucking I was 18 years old. But since I'm you were not, 18? I, yeah, I weighed 237 in freshman year of high school. Because wow. I still got my card when I tried out for football, and I, I made, like, the first two cuts. I have it in oh. a box. I have a whole bunch of keepsakes. But, 
you know, like people now, they're like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe how much weight you lost this and I, it does, I will not let it go to my head. I'm never content. I still look in the mirror and feel like I'm 300 pounds. I still look in the mirror and say to myself, I don't know where I lost it. I look exactly the same as I did before. And people like, are you well, you got to get, get acclimated to it because you, for so many years you saw yourself as the same. Yeah. So, But the thing is, I'm not content. And I don't think right. people should make Renee Young content either. And I don't think she it feels content. And look, the fact that she went public and said, look, I know I'm not great right now. You know, that's a very hard thing to admit publicly to a fucking billion dollar entertainment company. But mm -hmm. I also feel like, you know, it's not the end of the world if her commentary is a little shangada and others are better. And not everybody's going to be able to knock it out of the park. I, I just, you know what it is to everybody? And maybe this will come off as sexist. And if it does, I don't give a fuck. All right. You know, Renee Young comes off. I don't know her personally, but she comes off as this very nice, not innocent woman, but a very like soft, nice person. No, she and that's the impression I get from her. And to have this kind of pressure and this kind of, you know, negativity online, you know, I don't know that it's I don't think it's something that I don't that she would have ever envisioned having. And it's like, you know, I, agree. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, look at the overall perspective of it. She doesn't have this attitude like, you know, go eat a dick. You know what I mean? It's like, no, she's not that DT. Let me just say, because I know women like her where she's like the friend to everybody and she's like the, the sister and everybody feels very protective of her. So I can understand. Yeah, there was a lot of white knighting. Me and Mish saw that clearly. But I think some of the people, the wrestlers and her brethren or whatever, they'll come to her aid because that's all. That's all. That's like our sister. You don't, you know, she's not, she's not, she's not going to, you know, retort a mean thing back at you. Don't, don't, don't be too hard on her. She's not going to be like Becky and have these amazing quips that she had these comebacks. So they feel like she's almost like a babe in the woods. Look at, but when you say DT, then maybe you shouldn't tweet stuff like that if you're not going to be able to handle uh, yeah, the, yeah. the blowback. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at Alexa Bliss tonight. I've talked about yeah. this for fucking the longest time. Welcome to a moment of bliss. I'm oh, like, could, she could, I, I'm she like, could, could somebody put a mouse trap on hard dick? You know, and like, oh, you know, God, I mean, no tonight. excitement. Welcome to a moment of bliss. You know, it's like, oh, and I know that's her persona and character, but just because somebody sounds like a human Xanax, you don't fucking give them a talk segment and just take all the air out of the balloon. But that's just my opinion. But it's just one talk segment. So I don't lose my shit over it and I don't tweet about it. It's like, okay, you know, the segment sucks. I honestly, 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 and this is nothing against Alexa Bliss, but I honestly, other than that one confrontation that she had with Bailey, you know, recently to hype up their match on a pay per view, yeah. I honestly can't remember ever any moment of bliss being nothing but a moment of a piss break. I mean, did not good. But no. you know what? She's cute. She's likable. I watch the stuff on the network. You support her. I root for her. She went through a lot of shit coming up. She still has a lot of things going on. I don't want to see her fail. You know, but I'm not going to write this stuff online because, number one, you know... I don't lose my shit over it. Okay, I don't like it. Fine, no big deal. You know, I go to a restaurant and I see something on the menu. I order it once and I don't particularly like it. 
not every time I go back to that restaurant, you know, and I instead order a hamburger, I don't go to the waiter and the waiter says, can I take your order? Yeah, give me a cheeseburger deluxe. And not for nothing, but the salmon last time had too much salt. And then he's like, okay, well, thanks for very much for that. And then I go back to the diner again. Hey, can I take your order? Yeah, let me get the chopped steak. And by the way, two weeks ago, the salmon was very salt. I mean, just <laughs> at some point... You got to let it go. You know, it's not good. Okay, don't fucking pay attention to the salmon. Don't order the salmon. Let it go. And you know what? If you f say it publicly and there's a thousand people that are going to say, no, I actually like the salmon. And, you know, you're just a cuck for saying this or this and that. All right. You know what? I shouldn't fucking open my mouth. You, there's a lot of arguments you can't win on social media. It's true. But yeah, she definitely sucked tonight. I don't even think she even tried. And they too, again, uh, tepid reactions for Becky as a top girl. I'm, I'm very, oh. I'm, I don't get it. You mean the anymore. female wrestler for the first half of 2019? <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, we're not going to give our list this week. Maybe we'll do it next week. Okay. WWE has released their mid-year awards. Oh, God. I'll share the list. We don't have to react to it now if you don't want to. We could just, you know, maybe what we'll do is to, I'll email you this list. And okay. over the week, we will think of our own choices. And next week, we'll give our picks. And we'll just use only the categories that WWE chose. Okay. Best female. Now, this is for the first half of 2019. Best female, Becky Lynch. Best male, Roman Reigns. Yeah, Best the tag team, the Usos. Ugh. Most hated star, Daniel Bryan. It's interesting yeah. how they don't have most popular star, by the way. Yeah, uh, best return, Sami Zayn. Breakout star, Lacey Evans. Most oh. underrated, R-Truth. Brand of the year, Raw. Match of the year, the women's triple threat at WrestleMania. Oh, God, no. The hottest rivalry. The Miz versus Shane McMahon. Oh, God, no. The funniest moment of the year, Brock Lesnar dancing with his Money in the Bank briefcase. That was funny. Most shocking moment of the year, Roman Reigns attacking Vince McMahon. Not shocking at all. Best 24-7 moment, R-Truth pinning Jinder Mahal on the golf course. Eh, somewhat humorous. That is their mid-year awards, everybody. Just figured wow. I'd share it. Uh, shout out to our associate producers, Michael Cuomo. Daniel Warren, Brian Byrne, Rob McCabe, The Metaphors like Fox, Spider Lewin, Carl Buteau, a.k.a. Cheese and Rice, Julian LeBlanc, Rich Moharg, Big Red, Brandon Rice, Chris Lumna, Zach Spoonamore, Tommy Takeshi, Larry Trailer, Mad Dog No Good, John Garcia, James Farmer, Keith Lee, Douglas McKay, Murr Coombs Jr., Russell Zavala, Donald J. Trump, Andrew 914, Tim Everhart, John Coffey, Dilgan Obrey, Switch Babe, Courtney Summers, and everyone, if you want, you got to check out our podcast she is killing it. I know she uh, is doing some great work online. She's got some pretty good interviews as well, you know, yeah. in wrestling. So seek it out. You'll enjoy it. James Deal, Crestman, CJ Uihara, Bobble Mac, Mark Israel, James <coughs> Grusom, Anthony Smith, out in here, Aaron Kloss, Brent Webster, Hassan Al Hashmi, Billy Taylor, Adam Demoy, Paul Convoy, Michael Rhino, Nico Time, Tom Baffa, and Joseph Nicoluk. They are, oh, Jay Smoothie oh. as well. Oh, uh, they are our associate producers. They, along with our other patrons, are the reason why these shows are still free for everyone. I mean, they are our just backbone of everything that we do. 
Life's blood. Yeah, I mean, they just influence all the shows. And, you know, for everybody out there that really loves some of the things that are discussed, and even some of the stuff that's not discussed, because if people notice, as far as political talk, I might have spent a total of maybe three minutes on politics on DTKC show over the last six months where yeah. I was doing it every show. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it was their feedback. Little. I mean, look, I listen to everybody's feedback out there, but I weigh theirs a little bit heavier for the simple reason that, you know, they uh, support, you know, the show financially in other ways as well. Um, so please, you know, th thank you for the support. Everyone out there, if you want to check out our Patreon Patreon.com slash Don Tony. A lot of stuff going on over there. And plus, you know, keep in mind, uh, there's like 250 Patreon-exclusive shows up there already. And each uh -huh. one averages like 90 minutes or so. So you got uh, just hundreds and hundreds of hours of shows up there. And, yeah. you know, when you sign up, you get access, you know, depending on what tier you sign up for, you get access to it all. If you want to just, you know, if you like what we do on Monday night, you want a little bit more, but not too much, $2, you get access to our Tuesday show and any other shows that we do live on Discord. I mean, there's so many different options there. If you like to interact and, you know, there's tiers for that, check it out. Also, Wrestling Soup, they have an awesome patron as well. They do a damn mm. good job over there. It's so much exclusive Absolutely. content. And you know what? I don't get to mention this enough but, you know, a lot of our sponsors that we plug on the shows have their own patrons, too. Shoot the Defense, great example. Mm -hmm. DJ Dells. I mean, just up and down the board, all of these guys really offer something different to the table. Shoot, Definitely. Yeah, Shoot the Defense. You know, as I always say, it's a soccer podcast. News all around the world, reviews, interviews. He's got a patron, two bucks a month, very reasonable, and you get access to shows that are not available on any platform. He's got shows going back to 2013. So, you know, again, all of these patrons have crazy amounts of content there. I signed up for, think about this, everyone. Yours truly, who people have said I've been the most criti critical of TNA since right. it started. <clears throat> like it, like if if like if TNA could have if TNA was a woman and had like a really brutal period twenty four seven three sixty five oh, wow. I would be the tampon. I'm subscribing right now to the Impact Wrestling Digital Network, and I'm right. reliving a lot of history. When I read results, I like to go back and check things out and watch some of the things that went down. There's so much great stuff out there that, you know, you could sign up even for a month and just get your fill. You know, it's mm -hmm. not breaking the bank or anything. But um, Texas Podcast Massacre as well. Great podcast. Focuses on horror films, mostly from yesteryear. A lot of pop culture films. Rocked Reviews. I always put it in the same category as Texas Podcast Massacre, but they focus on music. A lot of uh, uh, rock albums from yesteryear that for some reason made a million dollars and are worth shit, garbage. Uh, but right. just really, really funny with the way they do it. Another podcast that is hilarious, Christ in the Toyverse, Bob O'Mac, Undercover Capes, doing some really yeah. good shit there. Um, sneaker Addict, DJ Dells, Sneaker Podcast, Wrestling Interviews. It's just up and down the board, entertaining as fuck. 
You got Elman Shaw, who's a really talented artist that does a lot of artwork on metal. When I finally get this gallbladder surgery, which I will get my surgery date this Wednesday, by the way, everyone. Soon as this gallbladder surgery is done and I could fucking sit at a regular posture during these shows, which is only going to be a couple of weeks away, I mm. will be doing video. And you yeah. will see Elman's artwork and other stuff in the background. So we're definitely going to do that. Your Best Bargains, LLC, Mike, uh, great people. Um, got to meet him personally. Uh, longtime uh, friend of the family. You know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. Yeah, He's yeah. got an Amazon and eBay store. Raul Romo's on eBay. Raul Romo's House of Cards. A lot of pro wrestling cards, vintage packs, some really, really unique stuff there. And um, SubZeroComics.com, all your wrestling comic book, pop culture collectible needs. L everything different. Everyone, I'm telling you, you will have a ball. There's so much for stuff over there to go through. Um, what else we want to get into? Uh, DT, we're going to mention, I know probably don't want to get into a big long thing about it, but uh, Lola filed a lawsuit for uh, uh, his son. What do you think about that? Against Hardeman County. Uh, do you think he has death. a case? Do you think Doesn't he? he? I, I think he, I thought he, I'm surprised it wasn't filed before now. It's been one year. What do you think? Like is the strongest aspect of his case because I honestly I, uh, I isn't there a lot of chicanery with this whole thing that uh, Brian was left in this cell or that how did he get access to to do what he did to himself or was there was a thing about him being beaten up badly by another prisoner and they didn't give him uh, medical attention? There's like a bunch of I, I think there's a lot of questions out there more questions than answers. But he's seeking compensatory damages and punitive damages and amount to be determined by a jury for the numerous failures of the county and its employees that resulted in the wrongful death of his son, Brian. Well, he's also asking the court to order Sheriff Dolan to make changes at the Hardeman County Jail to protect all inmates from future harm. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. It's terrible that Brian Christopher Lawler took his life. In I that could, way, too. Yeah. What, what, and, an end, what an ending, right? Yeah. And... Look, n almost all of us out there will never understand the pain that Jerry Lawler is going through. Um, it's just, it's a horrible thing to lose a child. I always see a lot of um, ID channel shows and um, forensic files and even, you know, um, yeah, I watch some people. Yeah. And the one thing you see a lot of older people say is, you know, the one, you know, you never want, you know, to lose a child. You know, like you're supposed to go before them. Yeah, and I, I can't imagine what Jerry Lola's going through. The only, and, and I'm not saying this to be cold, the only problem I have with it is this. None of us know what goes on in someone's head. Brian Christopher had been arrested several times before then. Right. And Brian Christopher was put in a jail cell just like he was many times before. Because he didn't kill himself before that he was treated fairly. See, my point is, is that, you know, because someone takes their life and the, 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 it's almost like this, and I'm not defending the sheriff, but I'm just trying to play, you know, the, you know, the opposite end over here. I'm, I, I, look, I hope Jerry Lawler gets closure with this, which I don't think he'll ever get. It's tough. You know, it's like the Benoit tragedy, family members of Chris Benoit. You know, they are friends of his. They are insistent that brain damage and others. But at the end of the day, none of us know 
exactly what caused people. You have people that don't have brain damage that kill people. And what do you see on TV? Oh, he was a great neighbor. and never in a million years would ever think this person would do something like that. You never know. And you don't know what's going on in Brian Christopher's head. And unfortunately, sheriffs cannot be psychics. They're not psychologists. And when someone gets arrested and thrown in jail... You know, you never in a million years think that they're going to hang themselves. I mean, look at all of the people who have attempted suicide in prison over the years. I mean, if you actually do an internet search, you'll be shocked as far as how many people have either killed themselves in jail or attempted suicide in jail. Do you see all of those family members filing lawsuits because of it? So Jerry Lawler obviously wants to hold someone else accountable for Brian Christopher's death. And I again, I'm I I'm not a father. I don't know the pain he's going through and he may have a valid case. The thing is though is as I look at it and say, you know, oh this you know they they could have saved his life. Well, Brian Christopher tried to kill himself. He obviously didn't want somebody to save his life. So because someone tries to kill themselves because that person is unsuccessful in preventing them that they're should be held accountable for millions and millions of dollars. I just, I, I feel bad for Jerry Lawler. I just, you know, nobody fucking, if, if he would have accused someone of murdering his son, or if his son got beat up and didn't get medical attention and died in police custody and did not commit suicide. Which which happens. Which, which happens. happens. I'd right. be, I totally understand it. But at the end of the day, you know, like Jerry Lawler's attorney told TMZ that Brian Lawler suffers from depression. Oh, right. so that means that he should get a pillow and TV when he's in prison? You know what I mean? Like, you can't turn around and coddle so, because someone commits a crime. Oh, no, but he was abused when he was growing up. Oh, okay, so we don't treat him like every other. No, nobody gets preferential treatment. If he suffered from depression and he's still committing crimes, you still, you don't get preferential treatment. If you don't know what you're doing, that's fine. But a a a a a a a cop you know somebody in the jail uh, they just a sheriff they're not psychologists and to turn around and put all this you know this responsibility you know it just feels like you know at the end of the day Brian Lawler killed himself so why don't you sue the fucking psychologist that didn't treat him quicker? Why don't you sue the fucking bar that fucking served him alcohol who shouldn't have because he's, he suffers from depression? Like this, why? Because he's a famous wrestler that that sheriff should have known that he's depressed because Jerry Lawler is an icon of Memphis that they should have treated his son. I mean, when, when Rick Flair... I think Jerry might feel that way. That, well, you know, yeah, I don't blame being, him. Yeah, I mean, being like kind of, you know, who he is there, I mean... Look at Reed. He's, he's look a at big Reed. Deal there. Look at Reed Flair. Yeah. When Rick Flair, when they had the funeral, Rick Flair thanked the authorities <clears throat> because the authorities tried, you know, to give him a second chance and a third chance. And unfortunately, there's some. You, sometimes you got to let people hit rock bottom to turn it around. Unfortunately for Reed Flair, when he hit rock bottom, 
you know, he, that was it. You know what I mean? Like he never recovered from it. Some people hit rock bottom. You look at Booker T's, you know, story growing up. Very inspirational. There's a lot of people who hit rock bottom that don't kill themselves, that don't OD. And unfortunately, there are some people that you may, you may want to try to help. How come Ric Flair didn't, didn't sue law enforcement for, you know, giving his son a second and third chance that he wasn't deserving because, you know, they may have done it because it's Ric Flair's son. You know, the guy still OD'd. Brian Christopher still killed himself at the end of the day. As as hard as it is to accept, I don't think you blame and put the responsibility on a sheriff or on others. You know, Jerry Jerry Lawler has, unless there's video cameras of people just picking a fight with Brian Brian Christopher and Brian Christopher just sitting in the corner, look, I just want to be left alone. And well, picking, it's possible. I mean, they would. Well, that wasn't mentioned in any of the lawsuits. Or maybe it'll come out. Well, it, there's court papers. It would have came out. Court papers are public. They might it, have a new new witness. Well, I'm, but you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's a lot of things. You don't know if Brian Lawler was getting into it with people in jail. I just Supposedly feel, he was, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just feel it's a tragedy. It's terrible. I just don't I don't know where this lawsuit comes from other than just not accepting the fact that his son wanted to commit suicide and succeeded well i'll say this i don't think jerry's going for for the monetary gain for himself he's probably doing i believe brian does have a couple of kids or ex-wife or a wife yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um i i don't think jerry's doing it for the money and i think you know the, the important thing at the end so this doesn't happen to anybody again so that maybe they treat these things different maybe jerry feels like it's just a cause that he has to latch himself onto not for publicity but just no, for he, his own he thinks they screwed you know up I mean? no, you don't even, oh, no, no, i know he does that's probably a hard I mean, and he might be getting pressure from brian's mother jerry's first wife um there might be that pressure too from his ex-wife uh, the mother of brian and he has another son kevin uh who's in wrestling for a cup of coffee uh brian uh, uh brian's younger brother so they might it might have been a family decision they might have got together and said listen you know is anybody else accepting of this can we do something and any lawyer for Jerry Lawler in that town will take yeah, the case in a fucking yeah. heartbeat. It, it reminds me of a guy. There was this has happened a couple of times over the years. Guy works in a supermarket. Somebody shoplifts or you know tries to uh, you know you know rob a place, uh, even if it's an armed robbery. And then mm -hmm. um, the guy tries to run away, and uh, the worker you know catches him outside, tackles him down, holds him down. Cops arrest the guy, and then the employee gets fired for you know getting physically involved. I mean, the guy yeah. was trying to stop an armed robbery <clears throat> in the store, and instead of being thanked for it, you know they're trying to hold. I just, I don't think. It, you know the idea that you know that all of a sudden you're supposed to predict what's going on in someone's head and you know now everybody that gets arrested you know cannot have uh, shoelaces cannot have towels cannot have anything whatsoever can't even have toilet paper the person may 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 shove a roll of toilet paper in their throat you know it's like come on where do you, where do you draw the line i mean it's not like Every single person who gets arrested, I mean, there's millions and tens of millions of people that get arrested every year. How many of them commit suicide? 
You know what I mean? Like, it's not like yeah, an epidemic. The guy fucking killed himself. Nobody, you know... Well, called... suicide is an epidemic in this country. No, I I'm mean, talking about it's, jail. It's not, I'm just talking about jail. Won't... Just talking about I'm jail. surprised more guys don't kill themselves in jail, to be honest with you. It's a miserable, miserable experience yeah, for most people. I'm just... Especially for a younger white guy. I just yeah, I just <clears throat> think it's wrong to put that responsibility on a, on a uh, sheriff. But again, you know, look, that's just an opinion. I don't... Hey, you know, look, Roscoe Coltrane, he, he wasn't a good sheriff. Oh, yeah. Sheriffs are not very good. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else. I think. Uh, pretty- you know, um, and this is true. I know this for a fact because one of the clubs I work at is trying to get the beer. Austin's beer, since he made that appearance, everyone's like inquiring about it. I think Trez said she tried it. She said it was really good. Uh, his Broken Skull uh, beer, uh, the IPA. So it's like a lot of interest, especially around the East Coast. For again, I think Austin's going to do really well with that, by the way. That Broken Skull beer has been around for years. It's only being publicized heavily in the last few months. Well, uh, yeah, I know, but it's it's been around for years. I mean, it's if not, people... It's not a, a guy that I work at is trying to figure out how to get it for the venue that he has. Well, that's good. I mean, but I'm saying, like, it's it, nothing has changed about the beer. It's just that he made a TV appearance, and people saw the beer, and they're curious. I mean, that's, Yeah, they didn't know about it. Yeah, exactly. Smart. It was a lot of interest. Yeah, it sparked a big interest. It's very smart, sure. And, you know... No, you're not a beer drinker, right? No, I don't drink yeah. beer. But, hey... You know, it's good. To, good for him. Good for him. I mean, you know, it's it's a. I think it's a craft beer, and I think he's got a couple of different ones because I remember his website. They used to, uh, you know, showcase. I think he's got a website just for the for his beer. Yeah. So and he and I think he also sells like shirts and merchandise and stuff. But you know, the beer's around for a while. Hey, you know what? Why not? I mean, it'd be cool to see it pop up in supermarkets people could try it one time that's how you know the jim ross stuff i mean he used to strictly sell through his restaurant and then online and then it finally hit supermarkets and you know you always see people posted online hey i found your stuff in the supermarket and his stuff was good that's like i only found one place one time that had uh jr's barbecue sauce yeah you, you actually got it from me years ago yeah, I mean, you yeah. sent one to me. You sent yeah. me. Uh, what did you send me? The Chipotle. Uh, shit? Yeah, yeah. I've tried all, all yeah. of his stuff. It's all good. I mean, if I had to say, you know, like the one I didn't probably care for the most was the mustard, but the Chipotle ketchup was the best. Yeah, that was good. That's you sent me about years ago, maybe seven years ago. Yeah, he's he's, yeah, he's got some good stuff. So. Um, I think that's it. Uh, there's a couple other little things going around, but we got tomorrow. We have uh, yeah, we have tomorrow. Yeah, we have DTKC show extra, and uh, we went about 15 minutes longer than uh, expected. But um, yeah, pleasure as always. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, and, we'll uh, come thanks back. to Mitch for <laughs> Mitch's Tony the Tiger tense uh, five second uh, promo that yeah. he did. Yeah. And uh, Ben, I didn't stop drinking because of stomach issues. I stopped drinking because I'm on keto. So, I didn't even know you weren't really. I don't ever remember you even really being a drinker. I like I drinking you. wine. I drink, yeah. um, you know, mixed drinks and stuff like that. I don't drink all that that much. I don't. I'm not like a crazy drinker. When I was young, I used to love drinking more, but I don't. I don't drink mostly much anymore. I drink. I get the munchies, and then that just leads to weight gain for me. So I don't like drinking. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will definitely talk to you tomorrow. Yep. Catch everybody tomorrow for extra. Yep. I'll talk Peace. to you right after SmackDown. Peace out. All right, later. 
All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of DTKC Show. Follow me on Twitter at DonTonyD, the website DonTony.com. Email me, DonTony, at DonTony.com, Facebook.com slash DTKC Show. Uh, I'm very glad that we were able to have both Mixler and Discord running tonight. Um, this way it gives everybody a choice of where they want to tune in. And, uh, yeah, no technical issues. So, you know, nice, smooth, going well. So remember those on Patreon tomorrow night, right after SmackDown, DTKC Show Extra. And if you've never signed up on Patreon, eh, tomorrow might be a good day to do so. Anyway, for those listening live, stay tuned. You got more content coming for everyone else. Um, now, oh, as I said earlier, Wednesday, I will be finding out date of my surgery. And um, I will let everybody know later this week when that will be. Uh, I will let everybody know that probably one Monday or Monday and Tuesday in August and one or two Mondays in September, I will be taking off. Uh, one because of surgery and another because of vacation. But don't have the dates yet. Wednesday will give me a better idea. So I will be taking a Monday off in August. I know Kev will be as well. And uh, it's pretty much it. So I will definitely talk to some of you tomorrow. Take care. Be well. And that's it. Peace out. Cheers. Ciao. Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nevia. Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nevia.